Oh, hi, welcome to Smologies. What are Smologies? Okay, so these are shorter, kid-friendly versions of classic episodes. So we took them and we took all the swears out. Nothing too racy. You can listen around kids. You can listen around your grandparents, perhaps work colleagues, whatever. If you want the full-length version of this episode, though, of course, it's going to be linked in the show notes. We also have more Smologies up at alleyward.com slash Smologies. Okay, enjoy. Oh, hey, it's your old internet dad here with an episode you've all just been chomping at the bit for. Will she go there, you wondered? She went there. Boy, howdy did she. But don't worry. Okay, this one, it doesn't get too gross. I don't know. What am I talking about? It's so gross. It's an entire episode on animal poo and sometimes ours because we are, after all, animals. But I tried to just keep it as informative and as illuminating as an entire episode on animal excrement can be. Let's just roll up our sleeves and just dive right into it. Scatology. It comes from the Greek for feces. You're welcome. Scatology is a scientific study or the chemical analyses of feces, while coprology is scatology. What? Okay, so both same. So for this scatology episode, we talk a lot about zoopus. And in fact, I got a VIP tour in which I saw a freezer that was kind of like a porta potty on Noah's Ark. The um, coolest thing about our, our labs, mm-hmm. maybe, is our freezers. Yes. So um, this one might be locked, but um, yeah. You gotta Fine. lock I'll up your you poop? Uh, yeah, so we keep our, our freezers locked. So we have black rhino, pygmy hippo, red river hog poo. We have our some of our octopus stuff in here. We have <laughs> our gravity zebra, bacterium camels, our our uh, giraffe, our black bear, our Japanese macaque, pygmy solaris, diana monkey, high tamarind, polar bear. That's just what lives in this freezer. Now oh I have 13 God. others. We're, we're going to go all around the zoo. We're going to go through each one for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real poo party. I love that it's like, hey, no food or drink in here. You're like, don't worry about it. <laughs> so this ologist has earned the nickname Dr. Poop. She wears it with pride. So we took a seat and we talked all about tiny poos, giant poos, pebble poos, pet poos, wombat bricks, and how and why this animal scientist and conservationist analyzes the feces of countless species and loves it. So please curl up for the scoop on this rare science with scatologist Dr. Poop, aka Dr. Rachel Santemeyer. First and last name? Uh, Rachel Santemeyer. Got it. AKA Dr. Poop. <laughs> How long have you been Dr. Poop? I've been Dr. Poop for 13 years, I guess. <laughs> yeah. My parents are so proud. <laughs> hey, the in doctor in front of anything is great. And then um, how many samples? Of poo do you think you have in this oh, in your 17 freezers? <laughs> In general, we do about eight to 10,000 samples a year. <gasps> so much. So that's about, you know, 130,000 oh, samples. That. Let's get gross. Let's zoom in and discuss what doo-doo really is, other than something you usually do not want to look at closely. And now, you've had your hands in every kind of poo, I imagine, <laughs> from like geese to hippos to cheetahs. What are some commonalities and what are some differences? Like, what is stool? Is it mostly bacteria? Is it mostly fiber? 
like what what is it yeah it's a combination of everything right it's mm-hmm. uh, it's just the waste product of what we ate mm-hmm. and um what's in our system and so yeah it has lots of bacteria which are sort of our enemy for hormones because it continues to break down the hormones if we don't get it in the freezer fast mm-hmm. um when you look at all these different species like elephants or black rhinos which we have here at the zoo it's like all fiber you're like how is there any poo in the sample or is it just like <laughs> cut up hay you know same with the zebras and horses you know it's really like this looks just like hay with some some poop smeared around it but we can actually look at the poop when we get so familiar with our animals here at the zoo our staff can see the the poop samples and know when the staff have accidentally mixed up the bags because you know they all look like certain sometimes food item Mm -hmm. um or not but like talk and poo kind of looks like little olives and (laughs) our different females had like different shaped and size olives so we knew and they kind of mix them up. You know, the uh, camels, um, they have like golf balls. They have golf ball poops. and But the rhinos, of course, have the bowling ball, right? And so <gasps> we don't get to, we don't necessarily get the bowling balls. We get part of the bowling balls. But yeah, very fibrous. This imagery will stay on my mind for a while. And then, you know, the, oh, the, the, the apes and the primates, you know, that's just a whole nother story. But is that like, more like human? Yeah, it's yeah. more like human. It's definitely more. Well, I can't say that because the male black rhino feces is pretty stinky. Mm-hmm. They use a lot of pheromones and odor cues for um, communication because they're solitary animals. So um, but yeah, I think one of the worst samples I've had in my lab was actually my own dog's poop. He's oh, just no. really wow. You're just like, shh, you know, the doors get closed, <laughs> yeah. you know, from the, the, the staff that work on their computer versus the, the fecal lab staff, you know, or when we do the polar bear, it's a lot of like fish and stuff. Mm. That is pretty stinky. Okay. So in a herd of giraffes or a pride of lions or a party of orangutans, I'm, I don't know. I'm just going to hope that a group of orangutans is called a party. Actually, hold on. Okay. I just looked it up and it's a Congress of orangutans, which, wow, I wish our Congresses worked like that. But anyway. And now you mentioned a little bit about bowling ball rhino poo, which is, I'm still boggled by. Does it really come out like a bowling ball? It does, yes. And then, I don't know if you've ever seen a dog do this where they scrape their back legs after they go to the bathroom. Yes. That's a sign of territoriality. They're marking their territory. And rhinos do that, but they purposely step in their feces. (laughs) <laughs> and then they walk away because that's how they mark their territory. They have these little latrines called uh-huh. middens where they come by, they defecate, they stomp in it, they scrape in it, and they walk away. Rude. Wow. 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 I don't know what your phone's data plan is, but if you get a hot second, feel free to Google rhino pooping and you will find we are in good company with hundreds of thousands of people. So one video by YouTuber Zagif Zelyanov shows the moment that a San Diego Zoo rhino turns its posterior to the crowd, lifts a tail, and averts its floopy pink poop shoot. Oops. <laughs> Letting rumble forth a dozen wet cannonballs of mashed and digested hay and a little liquid trickle at the end, kind of like a delicate bow. And um, when it comes to smells, why are some so distinct? <laughs> it's because of what they eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know what I'm feeding my one dog. It may also just be... Um, the bacteria and their gut microbes that are, are, are causing this smell. Mm-hmm. But yes, uh, there, it's definitely related to food and bacteria. Mm-hmm. 
And now when you're doing your lab work, I've seen pictures of you, you're, you're swabbing, you're cutting things, you're, you're stirring them with what looks like a tiny immersion blender. Is that correct? (laughs) I call it a special test tube blender. Yes. A homogenizer. A homogenizer is the word. Yes. Is the science word for it. But it's really like if you were going to froth up like a lot. Exactly. I tell people that's that's our field methods. I said, do not use this to make mixed drinks. This is just for feces. Let's keep it separate. Yes, totally. What's your Purell routine? Do you have a, a hand sanitizer preference or is it like, do you become desensitized? Like, poo's poo, fine. You have to be careful because there are diseases and, and feces, parasites, viruses. And so we had to periodically remind people that this is feces and you have to be careful. And so we have... We have lots of protocols. You never, even in your office, eat anything that's hit the ground. There's no five-second rule around us, for sure. Um, but yeah, we have a dirty lab, and we keep feces in a certain place, and it has to be either zip-locked in a bag to be in another place, but it, or it's in, this, in the fecal lab. Mm-hmm. And so we have these strict rules to make sure um, that we don't have any contamination, um, any spread of diseases and stuff. So it's really important, actually, because, you know, it, it still is poop, though I, we're pretty desensitized to it. Do you think that's where the kind of wiring for shame around number two happens? Because it's easy to be like, I gotta go pee, but you would never announce that. Like, are there certain animals, does it happen more with primates or social animals that seem more embarrassed? I don't know about embarrassed, but, but you know, they're the, what I call the elusive poopers, mm-hmm. like cats who bury their feces, right? right? They hide their feces, unlike, you know, some ungulates like deer that may walk and poop at the same time. <laughs> so, you know, it just kind of really depends on, on the species. Mm-hmm. P.S. I asked the internet why humans are ashamed of their own poops and got back everything from our innate desire to avoid parasites, because even deer and sheep and cows do not graze where they plop, to the Bible. So Deuteronomy 23.12, anyone? Quote, you must have a place outside the camp to go and relieve yourself, and you must have a digging tool in your equipment so that when you relieve yourself, you can dig a hole and cover up your excrement. So yes, even God politely asks that you drop all deuces downwind and away from the camp kitchen, okay? I have so many questions from listeners that I'm holding off asking some of them because I know listeners want to ask them. So can I ask you Patreon questions? Sure. Okay, good. Okay, but before your burning poo questions, a quick break. So each episode we donate to a charity of the ologist choosing and the Lincoln Park Zoo of Chicago funds so much great conservation work and remains free to all visitors, which rules. So Rachel, aka Dr. Poop, would like a donation to go to them. It's a really beautiful campus, so do take a stroll around next time you're in the windy city. So that donation was made possible by sponsors of the show, who you may hear about now. Okay, let's get to your questions. The most popular question I would say we got, it was asked by Joe Wienenhofer, Sid, Rachel Weiss, Haley Hullings, Paul Hancock, Jeffrey Doyle, Madeline Winter, Schmitty Thompson, Toby James, and then first-time question askers, Karen Elliott, Bennett Gerber, Kyle Torres, and J.J. Pierce. Everyone wants to know. Karen Elliott's word says, wombat poop square. What is that about? How? Why? What? And Paul Hancock said, how do they make a square poop with what I assume is a round bum hole? Oh. <laughs> wow. 
You know, I actually had no idea that it was square because we don't have a lot of Australian species here. Uh, yeah. It's so weird. I think something must have gone viral on the internet like a few months ago because I did not know that yeah. wombat's poo square. Wow. I'll look it up. Yeah. Is that crazy? Yeah, that is crazy because, ouch, those corners. I know. I know. They <laughs> they can't. And it doesn't like form when it hits the ground and be like... <laughs> I, w- I don't know. I don't know. But I thought people were joshing wow. me, but apparently they're not. Of course, I'm going to have your backside with an explanation here. Georgia Tech scientist Dr. Patricia Yang, a fellow scatologist, lead authored on a paper titled, How Do Wombats Make Cubed Poo? So they took the intestines of two wombats who died from vehicular wombicide. And as another author, David Hu, told Science News, quote, we opened up those intestines like it was Christmas. So they found by blowing up balloons that in the last 8% of the intestines, water is absorbed and the lumps get dry and are shifted around in a way to compress one side and then the other, and then, boop, a very dry square peg shoots out of a round hole. They can pop out up to a 100 of these 2-centimeter suckers a night, and they stack them up in piles to communicate to other wombats. What is life? A lot of people, Megan King, Grace Lauren, Joe Ferentino, Logan Kay, Don Swart, Ryan Clark, and Emily Crook, uh, first-time question askers, Emily and Joe, they want to know why dogs love to snack on poo. Ugh. What? Why? <sighs> Megan King says, why do dogs enjoy eating cat poop so much? They treat them like I treat non-Pirellas, like candies. <laughs> Also, non-Pirellis are those flattened chocolate kisses with sprinkles on one side, even though actually the little round sprinkles are the non-Pirellis, and in French that means without equal. But they look like a pile of colorful hard-shelled deer droppings on a micro scale. But yes, why do dogs eat cat turds like they're candy? (laughs) Do they know something we don't? Well, first of all, cat poo is really stinky, and they are, you know, pretty much, they're supposed to be straight carnivores, right? Yeah. And so they, I mean, it's all its all about what they're eating, right? Mm. So, and it smells so good. So, you know, <laughs> to the dog, of course. <laughs> I think it's just, I think it's just odor. And then, you know, dogs maybe like to be a little bad sometimes. Yeah. But there is some evolutionary history to feces eating, especially okay. with uh, a female, uh, with her litter, uh-huh. because they they want to conceal their litter, so they'll actually eat the feces. And then when before um, the pups can really do anything on their own, they lick their hiney, right, to cause them to urinate and defecate, and then the moms eat it. Oh. So it's really, it's really a, I don't know if more females do it than um, male dogs, um, mm-hmm. but they, there is a reason why they would eat feces. Now, I, the, the other species, like my dogs eat horse poop, they eat rabbit poop, they eat dog poop. They eat, I mean, it's terrible. I just, you know, it's, it's just really gross, <laughs> yeah, no. especially when they burp. You know, you're just like, oh, Oh. but anyway, so there is a reason why, you know, some, the, the history of it, the evolutionary history of it. So it's to conceal their, their, their den. And then, um, other patrons had the question and I will list their names later. Okay. Now is later. And first time question askers, Kyle Wilkinson and Ashley Curtin and Elliot Warden want to know. Why do some species of animal eat their own like twice, like lagomorphs, like rabbits and Certain animals are like, mm, let's have at it again. Yeah, so rabbits have two types of feces. They have, uh, they defecate out vitamins and minerals. 
And so they had to actually eat that that in order to, to absorb it. I'm not sure if they have to, I don't know the whole biology behind it, but if they have to actually, like their body has to break it down mm-hmm. a little bit before they can actually ingest it. So they have to eat, they have to eat it. Huh. But then they have another kind of defecation, which is like the waste product. Man, I wonder if they're excited because they are their own vending machine or if they're like, why do we have to eat our own? Why have I, no one else has to eat their own other than some of us? Like, I wonder. It's a good thing we're so cute. I right? know. I mean, ugh. you know, I, I, I don't know why, why that would be. And except for their digestive system maybe is not as efficient or, you know, able to absorb some of those nutrients. Yeah. So they have to, you know, eat it. Yep. Poop. Leftovers. Yeah. Uh, Ahmad, first time question asker, wants to know, how full of poop are we exactly at any given point in time, do you think? Wow. How much poop is in us? I can't remember how long the intestines is, like 120 feet or something ridiculous. And so if you're not eating a lot of fiber, you you know, they could be in there for a while, I think. So, yeah. Isn't it crazy to think whenever you're just like sitting in a get a party that there's a ton of poo there, but it's just in bodies? I just, I try not to think about it, especially, you know, on the airplane when you're all stuck. Oh, yeah. I was on an airplane this morning. Yes. Oh, thought about that. Mm -hmm. P.S. I looked this up and for every 100 pounds of body weight, you make about a half pound of solid waste a day. Oh, Sid Gopijar wants to know, does any animal have nice smelling poop? Actually... Yes. Yeah? The giant panda has poo that smells like tea. <laughs> They're eating bamboo and it literally smells like tea. When, you know, here we were, we freeze dry poop sometimes. And um, some lucky scientist was freeze drying his giant panda poo while I was freeze drying my fishing cat poo. Lucky. So, um, yes, uh, giant panda smells like tea. Casey Newhaven wants to know what's up with corn and why don't we properly digest it? And uh, so another person had the same question, which is hilarious. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of species. I don't know if it's just like the the fiber, the cellular nature of corn that makes it not as digestible without being processed. Mm-hmm. Um, but we use it to mark a lot of feces. Not a lot. Not a lot of animals can digest corn. So, really? Yeah. Melissa Cross had that question too. So it's um, so if you see kernels, there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with you at all. Maybe <laughs> yeah. This next one was asked by Isabel B. Holper, M. Wing, Christina Weaver, Joe Weinhofer. Like, mm-hmm. why do animals have such different shapes? Why do rabbits poo pebbles and uh-huh. and others are bigger ones? Like. What's going on there? Oh, you know, I've been asked that question before. I should have looked it up, but yeah, they all have their different shapes. Mm -hmm. And like I said, we even individuals have their own special kind of shapes, you know, like horses kind of have the kidney bean shape. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then there's pellets and it must be related to their diet Mm -hmm. that cause them to do that and, and the passage rate through the gut system. Yeah. Okay, I looked this up, and one theory of pebble poos is that the more likely an animal is to be prey, the more risky it is to go take a drink of water, and the more water their body wants to conserve, producing number twos that are separate hard lumps, like nuts. Is that nuts? Okay, um, last questions I always ask. What do you love about your job as a feces researcher the most? <laughs> the most Dr. I love Poo. about my job? It's really... 
it's really that I can say I'm making a difference. Mm-hmm. We're we're making a difference with um, conserving wildlife, whether it's you know small amphibians that don't get a lot of attention, or, or ferrets. You know, this is like I said, one of the rarest mammals we have here in North America, and you know I work on a couple of those, and it's just like we. We are fig- figuring it out. We're finding out why they're having issues breeding or, you know, or even here at the, the zoo when our, our animals are just, you know, it's very difficult to put them together, working with the managers to, so they can help them understand their animals better, understand what's going on inside their animals so they can respond and, and take care of their animals or put them together when they're ready to breed. That's really rewarding when we're successful and, you know, we have a baby rhino or two, you know, coming out and just, you know, the, the rhinos in particular, the black rhinos are a critically endangered species. You know, there's like 5,000, a little bit over 5,000 in the wild. And, you know, here we've produced two in the last, I don't know, I'm going to say since 2013. And that is really cool. And I was part of that. And it was it was really rewarding to see those. And so feeling like being a poop detective lets you have a little bit more context for what the animals are going through, what's best for them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, because you can look at them, but you don't necessarily know what's going on inside. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, my, my skill, you know, a poop detective. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. And that's what's great about physiology. You can really understand how animals are responding to their environment. Wow, so our hearts aren't on our sleeves, they're in our poo. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> our hearts are in the toilet. Yep. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much for all the hard and not always great smelling work that you do. It's my pleasure. <laughs> so ask smart people questions and you're going to learn so much about yourself and others, maybe too much. And if you want more Smologies, you can find them at alleyward.com slash Smologies. There are tons of episodes. They're all kid safe, classroom safe with experts. We are at Ologies on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Ward with one L on both. Thank you, Zeke Rodriguez-Thomas, Jarrett Sleeper of Mind Jam Media and Mercedes Maitland of Maitland Audio for working on these. We like to keep these small and short, so you'll find a whole list of credits in the show notes. Thank you for listening and pass them on. Okay, bye-bye. Smologies. Oh,